John 1, 32-34 Then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify that he is the chosen one of God. John fourteen fifteen through 18. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. And then further down, John 15, 26, and I'm going to read all the way to chapter 16, verse 15. But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the father and will testify all about me. And you must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. I have told you these things so that you won't abandon your faith. For you will be expelled from the synagogues and the time is coming when those who kill you will think they are doing a holy service for God. This is because they have never known the Father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now so that when they happen, you will remember my warning. I didn't tell you earlier because I was going to be with you for a while longer, but now I am going away to the one who sent me. And not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you'll see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said, the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Luke 24, this is on the road to Emmaus. We read this a few weeks ago. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said, yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. You are witnesses of all these things. And now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. 
The last passage, Acts chapter 1. Once, when he was eating with them, this is kind of retelling what we just read in Acts, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Our series is Summer Breeze, Life with the Holy Spirit. And as a review, Jesus said the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. He likened it to a wind, which is what we were talking about during Kids View, a summer breeze that you can hear but cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. It is mysterious and unexplainable and yet attainable. Spiritual life is described as both seeing and entering the kingdom of God. Life with the Holy Spirit changes our vision and our spiritual geography, we see with kingdom eyes, with an entirely new perspective, and we function from our new location, which changes the direction or path or route we take for any given destination. The Holy Spirit is our guide. We have a top of the line, fresh out of the box, better than anything they were selling on Amazon Prime Day, a GPS that gets us where we're going because the Holy Spirit is our guide and he will guide us to where God wants us to be. For those times that you are having difficulty getting your signal from the cloud or just from the Holy Spirit, guess what? The Holy Spirit himself breathed the word of God and we have the written Word of God, the Holy Bible, ready and accessible to us to keep us moving forward. The Holy Spirit continues to breathe and speak through the living word that he inspired. And that's why I will always encourage you to stay engaged with scripture. We are encouraged to be being filled with the Holy Spirit instead of being drunk with wine. Those who were filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost were ridiculed by some in the crowd as being drunk. What is it about being filled with the Spirit that draws a comparison to drunkenness? Exuberance and joy and lack of inhibition are usually linked with some sort of chemical inducement. But when we receive the Holy Spirit, we are able to experience greater depths of joy, greater heights of exuberance, and further and fuller expression of our inner selves without ruining our lives in excessive indulgence. So Ephesians 5 encourages us to make the most of every opportunity in the every opportunity and in the kingdom of God living in the spirit 
there are times where more transformation takes place in a single moment than in years of human effort. So time is measured differently in the kingdom. It is as though time can be more like a porous substance. And when we are living life with the Holy Spirit, a fullness comes into our days that was unknown and inaccessible before. On the flip side, if we live like fools, drunkenness, etc., that allows the porousness of time to become like holes in a bucket. And precious moments become wasted opportunities in the kingdom. So as we move forward in this series, it is my hope and desire for you, and it is my hope and desire for me, <laughs> that we not only explore and learn about the Holy Spirit, but that we experience and live with the Holy Spirit. So today we are going to look specifically at what Jesus promised his disciples about the Holy Spirit. And we've read a lot of the scriptures, so I'm going to just expound on those scriptures now. First, person. In the passage in John 14, he said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The Holy Spirit is not referred to as it but as he, because the Holy Spirit is a person. Next week, our topic will be personality plus, and we're going to discuss more about the person and the personality traits of the Holy Spirit. But what I want you to grab today is this, to really understand the depth and the fullness of Jesus' promise, you it is important to understand that he is not referring to some sort of a force field or an energy surge, an it out there. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. He is God, and he exists with us in a new way following Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. That's what all those verses we're talking about. I have to go back so that I can send you the Holy Spirit. In Acts 2, we, we read last week where the Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, fulfilling the prophecy that in the last days, God would pour out his Spirit on all people. When I say I want you to live with the Holy Spirit, I'm talking about that true friendship, a bonded relationship with a person, not an it. He's not like any other person you know, but he is a person. Second is paraclete. The word Parakletos is found four times in John's gospel and once in John's first letter, but nowhere else in the New Testament. It has been translated as comforter, teacher, advocate, counselor, helper, and guide, all of which are a part of what it means, but none of which by themselves fully represent all the functions 
of Paraclete. So some just use this anglicized form of the transliteration and the word. We just call the Holy Spirit our Paraclete. In Hellenistic texts, the word denotes an advocate, one who speaks on behalf of the accused. Jesus is also referred to as a Paracletos in 1 John, which makes sense in the light in the places where we just read, where he said he is sending another advocate. So Jesus himself is our advocate, but then he sent the Holy Spirit, another advocate, to be with us. So I want you to grab this point. The Holy Spirit as paraclete serves both as an advocate to us, those of us who love and follow Jesus, the Holy Spirit is our advocate. But he's also serving as advocate through us as witnesses for Jesus. The promise of the Holy Spirit is given in the context in that passage in John where Jesus is warning his disciples that the world hates him and it will also hate us. Jesus stands accused before the world in 2018 just as much or more as he did 2,000 years ago, and the Holy Spirit advocates for Jesus through God's people. How many times did Jesus say, and you will be my witnesses? We are the Holy Spirit gives us the power to be his witnesses to tell everyone about Jesus and to be an advocate for Jesus. All right? So he's an advocate to us. He, he guides us. He comforts us. He takes care of us. And then he also works through us as an advocate for Jesus. Jesus said it's best that he's going away so that he can send the Holy Spirit. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. So what is the world's sin? Jesus said it's that they don't believe in Jesus. But if the Holy Spirit hadn't been sent, we are just clueless. We don't get it. We don't know that it's a sin to not believe in Jesus. It's through the Holy Spirit being here and his work out in the world that makes people start to be convicted and understand that they need a savior. That's what prepares the ground so that when we go forth as witnesses, people are ready to receive from the Holy Spirit. Whew. He said that the Holy Spirit convicts of righteousness and it's available now because Jesus has gone to the Father and that judgment is inevitable because the ruler of this world has already been judged. That's a motivation to us to accept this revelation, the assurance of that coming judgment. The Holy Spirit is at work doing all of that, convicting us, letting us understand what sin is, letting us know what righteousness is, and, and warning us there's a coming judgment. The Holy Spirit has been sent for our good, guiding us into the truth that Jesus is God's Son, sent because God loves the world, so that whosoever believes in him can have life everlasting. 
instead of perishing in the coming judgment, I am glad that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. Knowing the suffering that lay ahead for himself, Jesus was still focused on preparing the disciples for what would follow. The promise of the Holy Spirit included the promise that Jesus himself would come again to be with them in John 14, 18. So this is a further understanding of the oneness of the Trinity. Jesus the Son is present through the Holy Spirit. In John 14, 17, he said, He is with you now, and he will be in you. So in Jesus' ministry on earth, the Holy Spirit was with Jesus, and therefore the disciples were in that presence. But then Jesus said, when I go back to the Father and send the Holy Spirit, he will be in you, and I will be in you through the Holy Spirit. The the Holy Spirit is a person, the Holy Spirit is a member of the Trinity, and Jesus is with us through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comforts us, he guides us, he teaches us, he counsels us, he advocates for us. The Holy Spirit is a person, and all these facets of Paraclete show that he is a wonderful friend. So the last thing is power. Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Again, what is this power for? The Holy Spirit is not a multi-purpose generator for you to plug into anytime you want a little more oomph. His power is not provided to achieve worldly gain, success, prominence, or earthly power. The Holy Spirit is a person, the paraclete, proceeding from the Father and the Son. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He is single-focused on bringing glory to Jesus. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, Jesus said, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. What is that power like? Well, Romans 8, 11 says the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. That is power. So how do we be his witnesses? How do we let that power of the Holy Spirit live through us? I'm saying it's not just for you to get what you want. It's about being a witness for him. But guess where that happens? wherever you happen to be doing what you're doing, okay? So what does that power look like? It's not an issue of check out of regular life, go into Holy Spirit life, and go try to be a witness. No, it is allowing the power of God to be present with you where you are so that when you're in your workplace and the 
your coworkers know that your husband has been diagnosed with cancer and you're not sure what's going to happen. The Holy Spirit's power is displayed through you through an amazing faith and peace and joy that you are trusting God, that he is going to be with you no matter what, and that God is going to heal and they see that power at work and you are a witness for Jesus. When you are in the middle of a confusing, chaotic situation, and yet people see you worshiping and thanking and praising God in the middle of it, you are being a witness for Jesus. All right? How does that power get displayed? Wherever you are in whatever you're doing, when you let the Holy Spirit fill you and when you allow Jesus to be first in your life. As we read in Ephesians 5 last week, singing songs to yourself, always thanking God for things that are going on. You are constantly being filled with the Holy Spirit. And when that is happening in the middle of this world that we're living in, you are being a witness for Jesus. We are getting ready for an outreach this Saturday. Have you heard about that today? Yes, you have. And I believe we are doing it out of love for Jesus and obedience to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to come upon us and fill us with power like only he can do so that we can effectively be witnesses for Jesus. So in this case, this is a, this is a specific intentional, doing something different than we usually do kind of outreach that we have done in obedience to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we need the Holy Spirit's power to come on us to make this thing happen, but not just to make it happen, but to make it bear the fruit that God wants for his kingdom, for there to be people there that need a relationship with God to find that there is in fact a God in heaven that loves them, that sent his son to die on the cross for them, to save them from their sins. Maybe they've never heard that before. Maybe they have, but maybe this Saturday is the time that they're able to say, yes, I need a savior and I want to say, be saved and I want to be become a part of a church. And folks, we are going to be a part of that. I don't know if it's going to be English speakers or Spanish speakers that come to Jesus, but we are going to be a part of that outreach. But guess what? We cannot do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. So this, that's it. That's today's lesson on the Holy Spirit. He is a person. He's not an it. He's not an it. And if you ever find yourself Using language that refers to the Holy Spirit as an it, I want you to make a self-correction and remind yourself he's a person. He's a real person. He is paraclete. He is our guide. He is our advocate, our counselor. He loves us. He will lead us into all truth. And he, we receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on us. We need the Holy Spirit's power to live the life that God has called us to live. 
to live the life that God has called us to live, which is not the same life. We are about transformation. We are about change. We are about moving forward in God and being fully devoted followers, meaning we are disciples. Jesus said, make disciples. And a disciple lives differently when we follow Jesus. So we're going to pray. We're going to open ourselves up to let the Holy Spirit empower us. For Saturday, yes, I'm kind of focused on that, but not just for Saturday, for every part of life. Let's bow our heads and pray. Thank you, Jesus, for your promise of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here in our midst today. And I pray that if our ability to be filled is more like a a wimpy balloon that needs air, would you refill us today? Help us to be filled with you, O Lord. We need you. We need you as our guide, our advocate, our counselor, our comforter. We need you, Holy Spirit. Would you empower us to do that which you've called us to do? including for this outreach on Saturday, would you cover this outreach? <laughs> be our shield and, and, and just be our, our power source <laughs> that energizes that day with something we haven't experienced before. But beyond that, in each person's situation in their life, in their workplace, in their home, in their neighborhood, in their community, in their school. Oh, Holy Spirit, can we be being filled with you in a way that empowers us to be witnesses for Jesus, to speak that which you would have us to speak, to tell everyone about the wonderful things that Jesus has done to share what made the good news good for me. Help us with that, Lord. Hmm. In Jesus' name, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I love every one of you. Thank you for being here. If you want any further prayer, I am happy. I'm here. I'll hang out at the altar for a few minutes. Let's go forward in the power of the Holy Spirit this week. All right. God bless you, and I'll see you later.